Yes, welcome uh, back, and uh, pretty soon we're going to talk about the Dolphins and uh, the Broncos. Uh, what a game that's going to be tonight, the Battle of Brisbane. Uh, we've got Movie of the Week coming up soon. Borat, that wonderful documentary. Shout out to Borat, my family. <laughs> uh, but seventeen sixteen, Parramatta over Penrith in Golden Point. Before we talk about some of the uh, incredible late plays, I tell you, what a crucial win for Parramatta, Webby. After having what appeared to be the game in the bag, imagine losing that. Being Owen for this morning, how demoralising that would have been! Unbelievable. They were under so much pressure, Parramatta. Although they didn't, they haven't seemed under pressure. Like I mean, no. they haven't. They've been. They've. It's been. Hasn't been edgy around Parramatta this uh, first month, I reckon, despite the start. Yeah. Um, which says to me that they're pretty comfortable in their own skin, and Brad Arthur's not, not as edgy as he used to be. But mm. that was some game. That I know. I know. But it's amazing that one of the best plays you'll ever see came from the losing. Side and player what, in what Nathan about, Cleary. What that was that what what, what, what the, whole the what? process of it? Wasn't it yeah. incredible? Even the Parramatta fans were applauding. Yeah, it's probably best or second best field goal I've seen. Braith and Astor's in 2010, I think it was yeah. against yes. the Tigers. Yes, a little bit wider, but I don't think it was as far back as that one. No, well, I looked at the highlights again this morning. Cleary was about 45, 46 meters, and the Parramatta defense rushing at him. I just I thought it was a hundred to one. Yeah. As soon as he got the ball, I went, nah, too far. No, James, too far. Was so the whole process shows how clever he is. He's, he's football, football IQ, whatever you want to call it. They get the penalty. There's a bit of a pause in play. There's 27 seconds to go. He'd have gone right over there down to 12. Now, what am I going to do here? Okay, am I going to go for the two-point field goal? Are we going to go, get a couple of tackles out? And what should we do? He was so decisive. As soon as he blew the penalty, he kicked it straight away at about 37 metres, which mm. was spot on perfect. He positioned himself and they took the tap really quickly. The whole, the the way he orchestrated every bit of it was genius. So afterwards on Channel 9, he was in the interviews, he was saying how he's been practising two-point field goals quite a lot lately. Um, and it just, I don't know, that just feeds into this whole... Thing about Nathan Cleary and just how much preparation he does, like he just and how much extras, how many extras he does, and like it sounds like it's a cliche, but he, they actually have to get him off the training field at Penrith to turn the lights off because he's there at the captain's run that late doing doing extras, it's and impressive. that's and that's and that's the payoff. Watching that game last night, um, obviously it was a super close game, but I didn't think it was as high quality as I expected. Mm. The attack from both teams was yep. a bit clunky, particularly Penrith on the yeah. edges. I couldn't help but watch that game and think both these teams are seriously diminished compared to the two lineups yeah. we saw in the grand final. Yeah. And I can't see either team being there again this season. Mm. Ooh, it's, it's, that's it, a big hot take. Yeah, but it's, yeah, that's interesting. Look at, look at, uh, you know what really, watching Hater? last night, <laughs> <laughs> Phil Hayter, yeah. uh, do you know what really struck me last night, James, and a good observation on it is, is that when you play in wet weather, night football, right? Wet, uh, night football in July is like wet weather anyway, but last night where it's sprinkling, it's wet. The most important player on the field or the best place to attack from in those conditions is dummy half mm. because it involves no pass. It's a scoop and run. Yeah. It makes a big difference. And in my opinion, it was a big reason why the Melbourne Storm were nigh impossible to beat back in the day when Cameron Smith was at nine. Yeah. They would build a whole attack around that. Now, what you saw, what I'm watching with Penrith, is that Penrith, when they settle down and play a centralised game, they look fantastic, but they're just pushing the ball sideways so much. And one of the primary reasons, or the primary reason, no Abbey Coruscant. Mm. Mm. Coruscant had such a presence through the middle of the field. 
And and then you flip over the other side, and, and I'm seeing with Parramatta at, t- at times this year, unnecessary sideways ball movement rather than playing power football, no Reed Marnie. So you're seeing they really with, look like they're missing him, don't they? They, they yeah. really are. There was all these uh, Parramatta fans infiltrating the Bulldogs supporter pages and stuff online, which I you know keep an eye on them because I'm a Bulldogs fan. Saying you've got a dud in Marnie. Marnie's no good. They were hammering <laughs> Marnie and saying we're not going to miss him. This, that, and the other. I think Reed Marnie's taken his football to another level since he's come to the Bulldogs, been given more responsibility. But I also think that Parramatta look half the team without him. Hodgson. Hasn't quite fitted in the way I expected him to, but also has really struggled in defense. He had another mm. seven missed tackles last night. And when the Panthers did split them up the middle, it was Hodgson each time that they targeted. Mm. Um, can he play those big minutes? Probably not. Mm. Uh, is he the answer to Reed Marnie? Or can they get to a grand final again with Josh Hodgson? Mm. Hans, Hans was good, I thought, when he came He on. was good. Yeah, oh, he was. Was Not good. least because he's got the greatest surname for a dummy half. <laughs> good hands from Hans. Yes. <laughs> oh, good, Very good hands. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting about Penrith in particular because I, I look at Parramatta and I, haven't ga- I didn't give Parramatta as much thought. I was of the belief when the season started that I saw Parramatta sitting somewhere between six and eight mm. around there. Um, Penrith, to watch them, yeah, it's you, you can see, I mean, I mean it's – yeah, you know, thanks, Scoop. Good on you, Maddie. But no kick out and no chorus out. Yeah. And even just that layer of really good young talent, you know, like Hopgood, you know, mm. the, the quality oh, yeah, of yeah. his play. You yeah. Know, the depth, uh, just a level of depth had been taken away. And that's, that tells through the middle of the season. As a playmaker watching uh, Luife through this first few rounds, do you think he looks a bit panicked or rushed on that left edge at the yeah. moment? He just looks completely yeah. different player to last season. I, I reckon last night, I, th- I think he's starting to find, find his groove. I thought last night he looked a lot more focused and more settled than he has lo- has has been. When you when you've got Viliami Kikau alongside you, James, like you you know, <coughs> or sh- let's remove Kikau for a second. When you've got an edge back rower who you've worked with for a long time. You work out your combination inside out. You barely need to communicate. Just simple, uh, one word. This what, and and you just understand each other really well. So he's got a new back rower there. But also, when you got kick out, you can keep things pretty simple. You look up, and if Luai liked what he saw, he'd attack and run himself. Otherwise, he'd feed Viliami early. Mm. And he was such a big target. And you can see Jerome in the first few rounds just trying to work it out, mm. saying, where where do I fit? But I thought last night he was pretty good. I thought he was a pretty big threat. Uh, even though Penrith, like, yeah, you're right, Penrith is so clunky. In it. They've been clunky in attack for the start of the season. But as long as they've got Isaiah Yo and Cleary yeah, yeah. working mm. through the middle. I, yeah, Isaiah got him going again with that mm. left foot step and then set oh, up the, you know, set up the yeah. first try. Like As long as they've got that. Yep. They're, they're going to be in the hunt. And that's the thing is, once again, centralising. Back when they had Coruscant there, so think about the triple punch. You've got Coruscant toiling away, who then feeds the ball to, to Isaiah Yeo, who toils away and then makes a decision. Maybe he'll pass on to Nathan or Jerome. The threat. And then on top of that, I, tell you, I, thought, I, I thought the fullback, um, Dylan Edwards, I thought he was the best player on the field in a losing side. Yep, mm. I agree. Yep. Made so much. If it wasn't for him, how many more tries would Parramatta have got? I oh. saw an interesting thing. Uh, just after Mitch Moses uh, slotted the field goal, we saw the other week Jerome Luai spray Jamin Simmon. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, Fisher Harris was standing at second marker when they went to Moses to kick that field goal and he didn't chase the field goal. Mm. And 
Dylan Edwards went up to chase the field goal, realized he couldn't get there. And before the ball had even gone over the post, he was absolutely spraying Fisher Harris for not wow. chasing from marker. Wow. Well, that's yeah. okay. That's brave. Yeah, I tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll tip you up, mate. I'll tell you what, you're quite a train spotter. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Uh, mate, who, who, needs, who needs the eighth immortal when you've got this analysis? Oh, I'll tell you what. Sorry, you, Joe. Uh, well, Shays will be after yeah. me now. Yeah. <laughs> I t- well, they'd be in your gang. And one thing about him, like Joey, yes, he is the eighth immortal but when it comes to broadcasting uh he's no immortal okay. <laughs> he's, well he's not the halfback he was was he no no, he's, no more, he's not he just sort of chimes into the back line now and then it doesn't look God it line. doesn't feel right not at stare not staring at the back of a best bets this morning. <laughs> uh, right, uh, we'll take a break now after the break Webby's going to talk about the uh the contract situation that just bubbles along with joseph Suli'i uh and also the wayne train wayne bennett